Chapter One of From Slave Cabin to Pulpit by Peter Randolph. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter One Early Life i was born a slave and owned with eighty-one others by a man named edloe and among them all only myself learned to either read or write when i was a child my mother used to tell me to look to jesus and that he who protected the widow and fatherless would take care of me also at that time my ideas of jesus were the same as those of the other slaves i thought he would talk with me if i wished it and give me what i asked for being very sickly my greatest wish was to live with christ in heaven and so i used to go into the woods and lie upon my back and pray that he would come and take me to himself really expecting to see him with my bodily eyes i was then between ten and eleven years old and i continued to look for him until i began to feel very sorry that he would not come and talk with me and then i felt that i was the worst little boy that ever lived and that was the reason jesus would not talk to me i felt so about it i wanted to die and thought it would be just in god to kill me and i prayed that he would kill me for i did not want to live to sin against him any more i felt so for many days and nights at last i gave myself up to the lord to do what he would with me for i was a great sinner i began to see the offended justice of god o oh, my readers the anguish of my heart i thought the whole world was on me and i must die and be lost in the midst of my troubles i felt that if god would have mercy on me i should never sin again when i had come to this i felt my guilt give way and thought that i was a new being now instead of looking with my real eyes to see my saviour i felt him in me and i was happy the eyes of my mind were open and i saw things as i never did before with my mind's eye i could see my redeemer hanging upon the cross for me i wanted all the other slaves to see him thus and feel as happy as i did i used to talk to others and tell them of the friend they would have in jesus and show them by my experience how i was brought to christ and felt his love within my heart and love it was in god's adapting himself to my capacity after receiving this revelation from the lord i became impressed that i was called of god to preach to the other slaves i labored under this impression for seven years but then i could not read the bible and i thought i could never preach unless i learned to read the bible but i had no one to teach me how to read a friend showed me the letters and how to spell words of three letters then i continued until i got so as to read the bible the great book of god the source of all knowledge it was my great desire to read easily this book i thought it was written by the almighty himself i loved this book and prayed over it and labored until i could read it when i heard him read his text i would read mine when i got home this is the way my readers i learned to read the word of god when i was a slave thus did i labor eleven years under the impression that i was called to preach the gospel of jesus christ the ever-blessed god then i learned to write here i had no teaching but i obtained a book with the writing alphabet in it and copied the letters until i could write i had no slate so i used to write on the ground all by myself i learned the art of writing then i used to do my own letter writing and write my own passes 
when the slave wants to go from one plantation to another he must have a pass from the overseer i could do my own writing unbeknown to the overseer and carry my own pass my oldest brother's name was benjamin he was owned by c h edloe the same person who owned me benjamin was a very bright young man and very active about his work he was fond of laughing and frolicking with the young women on the plantation this lacy the overseer did not like and therefore was always watching benjamin seeking an occasion to have him whipped at one time a pig had been found dead the little pig could not tell why he was dead and no one confessed a knowledge of his death consequently lacy thought so great a calamity so important a death should be revenged he advised edloe to have every slave whipped edloe consented expecting probably to prevent by such cruelty any other pig from dying a natural death lacy the tender-hearted overseer with a heart overflowing with sorrow at the great loss and sad bereavement of edloe's plantation took his rawhide with a wire attached to the end of it and gave each man seventy lashes on the bare back oh monster the blood was seen upon the side of the barn where these slaves were whipped for days and months the wounds of these poor creatures prevented them from performing their daily tasks they were indeed so cut up that pieces came out of the backs of some of them so that a child twelve or thirteen years old could lay his fist in the cruel place my brother benjamin was one of the slaves so savagely beaten one morning lacy perhaps thinking piggy's death not wholly avenged proposed again to whip my brother but benjamin did not agree with him as to the necessity of such proceedings and determined not to submit therefore he turned his back upon lacy and his face to the woods making all possible speed toward the latter lacy fired upon him but only sent a few shot into his flesh which did not in the least frighten benjamin it only served to make him run as fast as if he himself had been shot from the overseer's gun for seven months he lived in the swamps of virginia while every effort was made to catch him but without success he once ventured on board a vessel on the james river there he was caught but soon made his escape again to the swamp where my mother and myself used to carry him such food as we could procure to keep him alive my poor broken-hearted mother was always weeping and praying about benjamin for the overseer had threatened that if he ever saw him he would shoot him as quick as he would a wild deer all the other overseers had made the same threats edloe not thinking it best to take benjamin on to his plantation provided he could catch him sold him to another man who after he had succeeded in his sham plan of buying my poor brother sent for him to come out of the swamp and go with him benjamin went home to his new master and went faithfully to work for him smart young man that he was sometimes benjamin would steal over at night to see mother a distance of ten miles he could not come in the daytime because lacy still declared he would kill him the first time he saw him he did see him one sabbath but having no gun or pistol with him my brother again escaped him thanks to the mercies of god 
Benjamin continued to serve his new master until he was suddenly bound and carried to Petersburg, Virginia, and sold to a negro trader, who put him in a slave pen until a large number of slaves were bought up by him to be carried into bondage further south, there to lead miserable lives on the cotton and sugar plantations. Benjamin, my dear brother, left Petersburg, and I have not seen him since thanks be unto god prayer can ascend and will be listened to by him who answereth prayer to him who crieth unto him day and night he will listen and send his angel of peace to quiet his troubled heart with the assurance that the downtrodden shall be lifted up the oppressed shall be delivered from his oppressor all captives set free and all oppressors destroyed as in ancient times i know that god heard the prayers of my praying mother because she was a christian and a widow such as feared god and loved his commandments she used often to sing the following hymn our days began with trouble here our lives are but a span while cruel death is always near what a feeble thing is man then sow the seed of grace while young that when you come to die you may sing the triumphant song death where is thy victory with the above lines has my mother often soothed for a time her own sorrows when she thought of her poor son so far away from her she knew not where neither could she know of his sufferings and again she would become a prey to bitter grief her only hope was to meet her son in heaven where slaveholders could not come with their purchase money where lacy could not come with his dogs his guns or his pistols with powder or balls neither would she have to steal away to see him with a little food well concealed neither will benjamin be obliged to crouch in the forest hearing the midnight cry of wild beasts around him while he seeks repose upon the cold bare ground no she will meet him at the right hand of the redeemer who will wipe the briny tears from the eyes of the poor slave and feed him with the hidden treasures of his love my parents my father did not belong to edloe but was owned by a mr george harrison whose plantation adjoined that of my master harrison made my father a slave-driver placing an overseer over him he was allowed to visit my mother every wednesday and every saturday night this was the time usually given to the slaves to see their wives my father would often tell my mother how the white overseer had made him cruelly whip his fellows until the blood ran down to the ground all his day he had to follow this dreadful employment of flogging men women and children being placed in this helpless condition by the tyranny of his master i used to think very hard of my father and that he was a very cruel man but when i knew that he could not help himself i could not but alter my views and feelings in regard to his conduct i was ten years old when he died when my father died he left my mother with five children we were all young at the time and mother had no one to help take care of us her lot was very hard indeed she had to work all the day for her owner and at night for those who were dearer to her than life for what was allowed her by edloe was not sufficient for our wants she used to get a little corn without his knowledge and boil it for us to satisfy our hunger as for clothing edloe would give us a coarse suit once in three years 
mothers sometimes would beg the cast-off garments from the neighbors to cover our nakedness and when they had none to give she would sit and cry over us and pray to the god of all the widow and fatherless for help and succor at last my oldest brother was sold from her and carried where she never saw him again she went mourning for him all her days like a bird robbed of her young like rachel bereft of her children who would not be comforted because they were not she departed this life on the twenty seventh of september eighteen forty seven for that world where the wicked cease from troubling and the weary are at rest End of chapter 1